The Headstrong Podcast is all about reaching the one, because all it takes is one person with one action to make a huge difference. Because the real lockdown is in the mind. We are bringing real entrepreneurs in the real struggle, in rural, coming together to share about mental health together. Welcome to today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Super, super excited to have uh, Trisha join us. Uh, Trisha and I have known each other for probably a couple of years now through initially through the chamber, Okotoks chamber. And now I get to um, just have a great conversation with her. So uh, we want to have some real talk today. And um, Trisha is the owner of Guns and Hoses, which is honestly one of the coolest <laughs> branding initiatives I've ever heard. So super, super respect for you for that. Uh, so if you're good, Trisha, I'd love to just get into it right away and um, just have some organic conversation. So what are you noticing around our community in, in the rural foothills and in general, because I know your business also takes you into Calgary and elsewhere. So what are you noticing in regards to mental health? Um, you know, there's so many different, different aspects of it. Like I'm finding in my social group of friends, like it's hard. There's, I'm seeing some friendships fall apart with all the COVID stuff going on. Like I've got, quite a few friends and family actually in the health industry. Like my mom's a nurse, all my cousins are nurses. I've got some really good friends here that are nurses. So, you know, they see the, the, the effects of COVID and then you've got friends and, and coworkers that, you know, they're, they're kind of the opposite extreme where, you know, they don't really believe in, in the face mask and stuff like that. So I am seeing like mental, mentally, I'm seeing like friendships fall apart and, you know, community like that falling apart, but in the same sense, other people, you know, they're, they're getting stronger and they're reaching out and helping more people. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's weird times. There's a little bit of everything, but, but yeah, but I do see a lot of stress on, on entrepreneurs with, um, you know, not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring you kind of, you get your hopes up and you hear good things, the government, and then these new strains come in and, you know, it's, it's just been a roller coaster. You, you, you get your business going again and, you know, especially for these poor restaurants and stuff they got, you know, they think they can open and then they can't and just a lot of stress and uncertainty and, you know, not knowing what tomorrow's going to bring. It's been tough. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I echo everything that you're saying. And um, I think that the challenge, you know, and, and we're, we haven't been talking even a lot about that. And I think maybe we need to put a little bit of a highlight on um, our <clears throat> health services throughout Canada and how they're, they, they must, you know, when you think the word exhausted, they must be completely exhausted. And the uncertainty that is there, like they are our front lines, they're in it all day. You know, I don't know how you feel, but at least I feel I can walk away for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of decompress and, and get the, um, do that self-care so there's uh, you know from my point of view there's a little bit of concern that that follows into those health services that i want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves too 
because we we know the rule, right? You got to make sure your cup's full before you fill somebody else's cup. So they're always top of mind, I know, for for you and and for the Headstrong team. Um, so can we just talk a little bit about that then, Tricia, just because you have kind of a bird's eye view with family members that are in the services. Uh, what are you hearing from them? Like what, what is the feedback? The um, I'll let you take it. Sure. Well, I know, especially for my, my Manitoba, like that's where I'm from and that's where most of the nurses that I know are from. And I got a message from my one nurse friend the other day and she said, we're back in cold red. And I'm like, what, what does that mean exactly? And basically like they, they work crazy hours. They're not allowed to take holidays, you know, when, when they're needed there, like they don't know when they're coming home. Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. They're just uh, working like crazy and they don't really see an end to it. They don't know when they're going to be able to spend time with their families or, you know, take holidays and have that, that me time for self-care. It's, it's really scary right now. Right. So really an opportunity, you know, I feel and, and if I can, you know, shout that out to everybody who's listening today. And thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we can just take a moment and, you know, throughout our day, especially the social media platform is hot and heavy at the best of times. And uh, just enter it with compassion and kindness, really. I know, I know it's human nature that we want to blame. And this is just, we're just really not in the position. I think everybody um, we can say is doing the best they can with what they have, you know, and, and this is new to all of us um, for sure during this, this period. So just practicing that compassion right now and, and walking in somebody else's shoes, you know, I think is uh, an opportunity for us as we move forward. So I know you're super passionate about uh, mental health and you're super passionate about Headstrong. And I just love you to bits for it. You know, you've been a great supporter from the get go. And I can't thank you enough for that. So can if you feel comfortable uh, sharing with us and the viewers a little bit of where your passion comes from when it comes to mental health? For sure. So I guess with Headstrong as well, being focused on the rural communities, like like I said, I grew up in a really small town in Manitoba, like population was a hundred and I grew up on a farm and, you know, there's just, I mean, back then the mental health wasn't a thing, not that it wasn't a thing, but it was never talked about. Right. So, you know, it's, it's a stressful job. You're reliant so much on weather and everything else. And they just, there was nowhere to turn. And my, um, my father was an alcoholic. So that's where, you know, he turned his to the bottle and most of the farmers, not most, but a lot of them from around there, you know, the same thing. So it just, there was never an opportunity like this growing up. And, you know, now like there is more awareness out there. So people are starting to come forward, but being entrepreneurs, like we don't have, um, what's the word? We don't have the benefits, right? So we don't have, like when I used to work for TD, we had benefits. So if you needed mental health, like you just called, they had their certain phone number you call and everything was all taken care of. But being an entrepreneur, you know, you have to pay for this stuff and you, you have to figure out, first of all, where to go. Like it was just, it was just different. But so that's kind of where like the, the grassroots came from. But um, more recently, when COVID first started, actually, I had a really good friend of mine attempt suicide. And, um, luckily he was unsuccessful, but at that time, like, I just felt 
so helpless. Like I didn't know how to help him, who to turn to. Um, like he's also an entrepreneur, has his own business. So, you know, I just, I didn't know like how I can help. And it's programs like this that I think are just so amazing for, for that reason. You know, we've got the support out there and, you know, I don't know if I would have been able to find any warning symptoms. Like there really wasn't any, I was just so shocked when, uh, when it all happened, but at least now there's programs in place that, you know, he could have prevented that if there is some place that he knew he could have gone to talk to somebody or, you know, get the help that he needed. Thanks, Trisha. I know that's a really um, sensitive um, subject to talk about. And, and I love that, that you're showing bravery on, on bringing that, you know, uh, just even the word suicide, people tend to shy away from and it makes people feel uncomfortable. Um, so let's just kind of stay there if we're, if you're okay with that for a couple of mo moments and, and talk a little bit more about what do you feel in, in helping a friend, um, things that we could do different moving forward, because I think we're in the blessing that COVID has given us is to highlight mental health and addictions, suicide, all of these things. So I think we're, we're, we're being called to action, quite honestly. And with that, what do you feel that we can do moving forward uh, to support, whether it's entrepreneurs or family members, youth right now is in, in huge crisis as well, right? This isolation, we all, we have an idea or we have a good understanding of why, why we're in the crisis. So now I'm, um, I'm a solution driven individual. So what do you, and I think that you are too, because you've like done amazing stuff at a professional level in your business to make it a success. What do you feel that we can do moving forward independently and as a community and at a global scale, if I can throw that on your shoulders <laughs> on a Friday afternoon to, to um, make an impact and change this. I think the biggest thing is really what we're doing, just, you know, getting it out there and talking about it and letting people know that it's normal to, to have mental health issues, especially in a world pandemic. Like, you know, you just gotta, you gotta talk it out and, just really reaching out to friends that maybe haven't talked to in a while. Um, I'm not one to talk on the phone. I hate talking on the phone, but I don't mind like doing a quick, you know, FaceTime just to be able to like see each other. Cause I'm, I'm a very social person. I like to, you know, interact. And so yeah, phones are just not my thing, but just reaching out anyway and just getting the message out there that, you know, mental health is a real thing and it's okay to talk about it and you should be talking about it. And, just letting people know that, you know, you're there to support them. And there are programs such as this to support them if they're having any, you know, any worries. And, and I'm with you hundred percent on that. Thank you. I, I, I am a strong believer and I've echoed this on this podcast before that um, I don't feel that anybody should be charged for self-care and for mental health support. I strongly, strongly Hold, stand on my soapbox on that. I believe that those professionals need to be paid adequately. But I think in Canada as a whole, um, hopefully I'm not shooting myself in the foot in having this ended conversation, but we, th this should be an automatic um, 
not even a privilege. This is just should be part of being a Canadian that something's brought to the table like this to support. We do that at a level when, you know, we break our arm or we we're sick or all of those things, which that's awesome. But we forget um, to take care of actually the, the thing that makes all of those organs work and all of, you know, um, as healthy uh, overall. So if we're talking on on a suicide spectrum, and, and I mean, you and I living in this community, um, we know that we we have that get her done attitude and we don't like share oversharing, I guess. Uh, and we like to, to take care of what's going on in our own backyard. But I do really think there's an opportunity to still be able to take care of ourselves and have that confidentiality and respect each other, but still reach out to help for help. So I'm finding, and you know, again, this is just, I'm looking for some insight from you as an entrepreneur what do you feel is the disconnect right now, specifically in, in mental health and community? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling personally that I want to connect with whether it's somebody who's at a retail, somebody who, um, yeah, I always use this as an example, you know, Bob, the, the farmer in the combine, you know, I need to talk to him. And I'm, I know he's not on Facebook and he's not listening. So how, what do you feel that we need to do, maybe in it really in an assertive fashion to get the word out that we need to change, not only the stigma, but that we're here to help? Oh, that's a really good question. That's a million dollar question, isn't it? Like, how do we get the message out there? Again, I think it's honestly just talking about it, like talking in your circle of friends, talking in your your professional groups, um, you know, uh, myself, I belong to quite a few different associations. So just really bringing awareness to whoever you can reach. I don't know. It's just, just need, it needs to get out there. <laughs> People need to know right. it, it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, there is places that they can get help. Right. Do you find that there's still a level of, um, hesitation from people that they want to come forward yeah I'm sure there is and you know probably with it being because we have like you know it's a smaller community so there's still going to be always that stigma like you know who if I'm reaching forward like who am I who's going to be finding out that I'm asking for help you know there's always that especially in a smaller town so there probably would be some of that for sure Right. And I think that's great. And I love you putting that on the table. So um, as you are very no, well known in the community, um, a few people might know who I am too. <laughs> and, and in that, uh, I would never want that to be a hesitation for people coming forward. And my head strong team and I have discussed that at length. So you can reach out to hello uh, at headstrongprogram.com email uh, someone on our team. And I never see that. I'm never part of that, right? So we have a very wonderful process. Thank you, Cynthia, mm -hmm. uh, mainly for putting those things in, in place for us so that we, we allow that confidentiality. That's really important. And that was something <clears throat> on my agenda in bringing this program um, to be that I wanted people to have um, allowed to be vulnerable in those those times and not um 
not worry about who knows their business. Because I know I'm quite honestly, I'm a very personal person too. And I don't need everybody to know what I'm going through in my life. But I do also know that I need to sometimes talk to some someone, right? Mm -hmm. So that's equally important. So I know right now, um, and I know this is a little bit of a a sensitive subject, and I'm sure that people can absolutely 100% relate to where you're going through and not being able to see your family. You know, that's been how how long now? Yeah, that's been probably the toughest part. Um, I did get to see my side of the family. So again, my family's in Manitoba. So I did get to see them last summer. But um, for my husband's side of the family, they all live in PEI. And his brother was supposed to get married last summer in PEI. So we don't get to go there every summer because, you know, (laughs) I've got three kids. It's expensive to to travel there. But either we go there or they come here. But with us not being able to go last year, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen this summer either. So it'll be, you know, over two years since we've seen them. I've got a nephew that was born in Calgary, but they moved a couple of weeks later and he's going to be two this summer. And I've only, you know, I see him on FaceTime, but never met him. So that's been really tough. And then the other part that's been really tough too, is with my family being so close, not close 12 hour drive, but still, you know, it's, it's a doable trip in a day, but not being allowed to see them for this long. Like I've never been this long without seeing my family, like even I lived in Australia for a year. When I lived there, my mom came and visited me there. So, you know, I got to see, it's just, it's never been this long. So it's tough because you're so close, but you're so far. And yeah, I've been, I was kind of, I was doing okay with it. Like with Christmas and stuff, you know, I, I understood and I'm like, Hey, it's just, you know, it's a couple more months. And I just, like we said, as soon as things open, I don't care. I'll take the kids out of school for a week and we're just going to go, whether it be January, February, but then that just, it never happened. And, you know, we're still not really, you're allowed to travel there, but you have to quarantine 14 days in Manitoba before you see anybody. And that's just, you know, it's not possible right now when you're trying to run a business and kids have school. So, so yeah, I, I tried to go for um, Easter. I thought, you know, we'll just kind of play it on the, on the D-Lo and maybe go like stay at my cousin's place, which is vacant and see if uh, we can pull it off. But my family wasn't just, you know, they're not comfortable with it because they can get a lot of trouble if they're doing any socializing too. And I totally understand. It's just, it's tough not being able to, to see them. And, you know, your, your parents aren't getting any younger and yeah, it's just, it's really hard. Yeah. And my heart goes to to a hundred percent on that. It's, and I think a lot of people not to dilute what you're going through, but in fact, um, whoever's listening, you know, know that you're not alone going through the same challenges. That's tough. I think, I don't know if, if you feel the same, but out of everything that that's my biggest challenge is the isolation and not being able to, um, socialize to the extent I'm a social butterfly. So I need, that's where I get my energy. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I feel like that's been cut off, you know, and it's not only cut off, it's shamed, it's shunned upon, like there's a lot of negativity that surrounds that. And when you, you have a close family unit like you do, that for sure is super difficult, right? You know, it's great that we have all the technology, don't get me wrong, we can yeah. all meet each other like this, but there's something just to be said about having somebody standing in front of you and 
you know, giving them the hug and, you know, I always threaten people when I see you get ready for that uncomfortable mm-hmm. hug because <laughs> never letting go. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping sooner than later than, you know, we can all get back to normal. I I'm have great faith that we're going to get there at some point. Um, so what do you feel? Um, I know we continue to go through these ebbs and flows and stops and starts and that itself is a challenge. What do you feel that we can do right now, um, independently and as a community to really rally the troops, create that ripple effect that I always talk about, you know, and, 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 uh, not only change the dialogue and and I I get the stigma and everything, we wanna change that. And I think that's a valid part of mental health, but also just speaking about the importance of mental wellness and not putting the stigma of illness to it. You know, I've had mental health challenges, I'm sure we all have and anybody who's listening, Um, but about the whole mental wellness, instead of focusing on the illness of it and just doing those check-ins, what do you feel that we can do moving forward to support each other and support our community as a whole? I think one thing, well, for speaking personally for the, the mental wellness, like what I really try to focus on is, you know, the positive in it. So before, like, like I said, I've got three daughters and they all play hockey they all play ball. Like we were just go, go, go every single day. And there was just no time for myself. And that's one thing that I really realized in COVID, like you still need to take time for yourself because if you're, if you're not mentally and physically in a good place, then it's really hard to, to share any positivity. Right. So I just kind of took it um, like every day in October, I guess I started a weight weight loss challenge. And I just started like, spending, you know, half an hour to an hour on myself every day and, you know, working out and just getting like that, that energy back and just taking the time to really, you know, improve that way. Like right before COVID started, I was, uh, I was heavier than I'd ever been. And I wasn't feeling good about myself. And right before um, the actual lockdown started and stuff, I had actually decided, okay, you know, enough is enough. I, um, I decided I was going to quit drinking for, for Lent. So it was a couple of weeks before COVID and then COVID hit. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst possible time to not be able to enjoy a glass of wine. And, and I just, yeah, I fought through it though. I didn't, I didn't have a sip until Easter, Easter weekend. So, you know, just really like making sure that, you know, because like I said, we do have a, I do have an addictive personality. We, we do have addiction in our family. So I just really wanted to make sure that I can, pull myself through that. And so that, you know, I can help others and encourage others to be able to do the same. And that's kind of where it just came from. So I've been sharing a little bit of my story on Facebook. Like I don't really like to, to talk about that kind of stuff, but um, I have been trying to encourage people. And, you know, as I run into people, they're like, well, you, you know, you're looking good. I'm like, thanks. Like I'm, I'm feeling good. And, you know, if you need help or you want to get out of this slump, like talk to me and I'll, I'll tell you what I did. So so yeah, that's kind of where it's stemming from for me, just trying to get out of the negative and focus on the positive and, you know, make the, the changes when you have the time to do it. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that. I don't know if I could give up my wine. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. 
Uh, <laughs> but I like applaud you 100% for the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk for a minute about your COVID tree? Sure. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. so share with everyone. So that was, um, yeah, we were getting ready for Christmas and I'm, I never have a fake tree. Like I hate fake trees. We get real, real trees every year. Like I'll go and buy one. And, uh, I just happened to be at the mission thrift store and there was this black Christmas tree, black fake Christmas tree. It was pre-lit. And I thought, man, this is beautiful. And I don't know what inspired me to buy it, but I just, I bought it. It was really good. It was $20. It's a really good price. So we got it and uh, we ended up not getting a real tree. So I was going to put one upstairs, one downstairs, but we ended up using that. And at the end of Christmas, we just like the family, we just decided that we're going to have, instead of taking it down, cause it was depressing to take it down. And, you know, we decided we're going to keep it as our COVID tree. And as soon as COVID was done, the tree goes, but as long as it's still, we're in lockdown, then we're going to make the best of it. So, so yeah, the fam- the kids and I decorate it for every season. We decorated it for new year's for Valentine's, um, my daughter's birthday. And then we had St. Patrick's day now it's spring and my other daughter's birthday is next week. So she's already got her theme picked out. So yeah, it's just something fun that we can do as a family. And, you know, I, I post all my pictures on Facebook and I get lots of comments. People, uh, they're always waiting to see what, what it's going to be like the next month. So, so yeah, it's just something that's brought a little bit of a joy. (laughs) It's true. I'm one of those people that waits to see what's (laughs) happening on the COVID tree because it just, you know, and, and thank you. Thank you personally from me because it's something I look forward to seeing because it lifts my spirits and it's really, um, it's a beautiful spin that you've put on this. Like you've taken something that's obviously very negative and you have just uh, worked it to your favor. Right. And you've, so, you know, I think that alone is a great tip for everybody that whatever that needs to look like, you know, go out, get a COVID tree, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that, that is. Uh, I'm sure that Trisha wouldn't mind you, her, you copying her idea. Exactly. <laughs> and it just really brings, um, if I can, if I can say further positive energy into your home, right? I mean, you've got your little people trying to navigate through this situation as well. So they're looking at, at you and your husband on how, how you're doing that. And you're just, you're not only a leader in the community and I have the utmost respect for you as a, as a business leader, but you're a leader as a mom and a, a, um, being a parent and being a wife and all of those things. So I have nothing but um, congratulations for you because um, you're really showing us how to be victorious, um, not just a survivor, be victorious during these times where it's a struggle for many, right? So uh, thank you so much, Trisha. I'm gonna let my partner Connie wrap it up, but um, I, I love you to bits. And I, I always end every podcast with letting everybody know out there that um, I love you all, eat cake, enjoy life, eat cake and then call Trisha because she's going to help. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell you to eat it and Trisha will tell you how to work it off. Um, and I'm, I'm sending out love and light to everybody today. And there's nothing but hope on the horizon. So we have that. So Connie. Yeah, that was wonderful. Trisha loved, love the tree, love any kind of traditions that we can be doing with our families right now to 
keep our kids grounded. I think you're leading the way there. And just want to encourage all of our listeners, whether you're watching on Facebook Live right now or in our podcast later, we want to encourage you that it isn't weakness to have a struggle. And that by stepping forward to talk about it doesn't mean you have to share everything. And so in our Headstrong program, we have a couple of ways that you can get involved with us. Every Tuesday and Thursday next week, uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m., Thursday at noon, we go live here on Facebook. We're talking about stress. We're talking about, well, next week we're talking about suicide. And we're, we, we are tackling the brave issues. If there's one thing I know about Albertans, that we're not afraid of a challenge. And so think of it that way. Instead of thinking about, oh, I have to talk about mental health. I guess they tell me I'm supposed to do that. No, think about it this way. You are a strong, brave person. Let's be Albertan. Let's be that rural Albertan that is brave. And let's show up and see what happens. And by all means, you can show up in whatever capacity of comfort that you have. You can also reach out to the Headstrong program at any time. We are here for you and any support you need. If you know of somebody, let them know because this program is amazing. Thanks so much again for listening and have an awesome day. Thanks everyone.